Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim, and with me is Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And we're on the road to Picard, this time looking at a couple of episodes from Season 4. Uh, we've got Final Mission, where we say goodbye for now to Wesley Crusher. And there was much rejoicing. There was. <laughs> And the drumhead, which is a, a good courtroom one. Yeah, so. yeah, it shows the dark side, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's a, a really, really powerful sort of episode, the drumhead. But first up, then final mission. So as we said, Wesley's Wesley's going to leave. And yeah. I want to say first of all, I've got nothing against Will Wheaton. No, whatsoever. I think Will Wheaton's cool. I, th- I like the stuff that he does now. And um, yeah. He- he got dealt a bum deal, didn't he? He did, really. He got... I mean, they there weren't much you could do with Wesley Crusher. Yeah, they put a, a child actor onto the Federation flagship as main role, and they did it badly. They did, yeah. They got it right when the... DS9 when they did uh, Jake Sisko. Yeah, yeah, and even Nog. Yeah. Like, they, they handled Nog really, really well. Yeah, it was, it, like, it was the first time, so... Yeah, I think there's... I mean, people talk about Mary Sue's and things, and Wesley Crusher is practically the textbook definition of a Mary yeah. Sue. You know, he is just brilliant at everything, and he solves everything. Yeah, yeah it, got, it, it was silly at times. But, again, I don't think that's down to Will Wheaton at all. I no. think he's doing what he can with the material that he's given. And I don't blame him for leaving at this stage. Yeah. Did he leave or was he pushed? I Do we know? I think he left, I think. I'm not entirely yeah. 100% on it, but... And you do see, like, when he comes back in later episodes, like uh, The Game and uh, First Duty and so they do handle him a lot better in them yeah. so you know the, and there are some decent Wesley episodes and things and I don't think this one's bad but no, I, I actually means. think this is probably one of his better episodes yes they'd have written more like this <laughs> he might yeah. have stuck around but let's get into the, the story of it then so Picard's mediating a dispute again so a we've diplomatic got, mission we've got again. An, another diplomatic mission so, for the Enterprise yeah, is this our Third in a it's row, the fourth in a row. Third or fourth one in a row. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's almost like the Enterprise primarily does diplomatic things. But yeah, we there mentioned we go. this last week where it's been stated that yeah, it was all battles. But no. no, not necessarily. Especially not on a, a TV budget in the eighties. You no. can't be doing battles no. every week. Um, while this is going on, though, Wesley's finally leaving for the academy. So yeah. we we did Menagia Troy last week, where he should have gone. He missed his bus, so he couldn't get to the oral exam, which only takes place for five minutes once every solar eclipse yeah. or something. Uh, but now he's actually going to the academy. A position's opened up, and he'll have to do a bit of catching up and everything. But but he's off. Presumably, though, it, it doesn't matter if he's a bit delayed this time no. because, you know, he gets quite delayed this episode. Yeah, it, like, <coughs> like he's got to go, so Picard's taking him off on a diplomatic mission. Yeah, that's this time, it. Well, we'll go for the mission first. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. So, yeah, he takes him, the shuttle crashes onto a desert moon and basically it's a survival thing and they've got yeah. it away. Jordan needs a serious uh, words with over this. <laughs> Go on. Well, Jordan checks out the shuttle for is it space worthy? Yeah, yeah, and everything. yeah. 
but then straight away it has a malfunction because of this bizarre way that its thrusters are connected <laughs> up. Oh, and it's sort of, oh, I noticed its thrusters were a bit different to normal. <laughs> right, well, didn't notice it enough though, did you, Jardine? Not enough to do all about it, son. Yeah, so they end up, they basically in a desert, they've got to try and find shelter. And water. And water. this stupid shuttle captain has no water. <laughs> yeah, and he's got a bottle of booze that he's <laughs> yeah. swigging, which is yeah, a bit crazy. He does um, offer to share it when they find does, out. He does, he does, that's nice Yeah, you him. two can get dehydrated with me. It, yeah, <laughs> it's done like like he's keeping the water back from him. Like, you can't tell just looking at it yeah. that it's booze and you only find that out later on. And it's sort of done like, oh, is he withholding the water? Yeah. But no, he's just being an idiot and <laughs> drinking the alcohol. <laughs> Fair enough, let him get on with it. But meanwhile, the Enterprise has got to deal with a radioactive garbage scowl. Did I get yeah. that right? Yeah, that suddenly appeared above a planet. Yeah. And that sort of takes up much of the Enterprise's time. Yeah, it's sort of like, yeah, it's ran, like we've talked about this before, random disaster of the week. Yeah, that's what's going on there. And that, that basically serves to mean that Picard and Wesley can't get rescued straight away. Yeah, so. or the Enterprise can't join in the rescue attempt. Yeah, they've got to fend for himself for a bit. And they duly find a cave, and as we said, they find out the captain was hiding booze from them. And then there's this, there's a water fountain in the middle. Yeah. And then this mysterious energy thing. Yeah. That yeah, blocks them getting at the water. It, yeah, it's like, okay, well, this is like the problem that they've got to solve to get the water. But why? And yeah, there's no explanation not, given for it. Yeah. And, and it doesn't it make a lot of sense. It, it looks like... It's some sort of setup, you know, because it's like, it's oh, like you need the water, and there's this thing that you have to overcome. You know what would have been interesting? If this had turned out to be Wesley's entrance exam or something, and it was, how do you handle yourself in this situation? Yeah. And then he solves it at the end, and it's like, oh, well done, you're in. You're in the academy. And, you know, the the captain with the booze were in on it, and yeah. Picard were in on it and everything. That would have been an interesting twist, actually. And it would have made sense out of this, out of this weird yeah. escape room. Yeah, the weird fountain. The yeah. caught in. But, yeah, anyway, regardless of whether it makes any sense, that is the setup. And Picard gets injured trying to save Wesley. And this leaves Wesley's got to solve this mystery on yeah, his own. Because the captain's not much help. No, and he gets zapped. And well, he gets himself zapped. Turned into whatever it is. He gets sort of cocooned, doesn't he, in a weird. Yes, um, <coughs> Wesley almost describes it as solid electricity. Yeah, which is a thing. Well, it maybe. obviously is in the 23rd century. Yeah, it must here. be. It must be. And ultimately, obviously, Wesley does solve the mystery. He gets the water. He saves Picard, and they get stretched out. Or Wesley walks, but Picard gets stretched out at the end. So we get quite a lot of Picard as a character in this one. First of all, like there's, we talked about this sort of uh, when we've looked at him sort of taking commander situations, and he does it again. Like even though. Technically, that captain is the captain and should be in charge. I mean, he's rubbish. Yeah, like. But, 
But it's this thing of like like you did in Allegiance. Picard naturally Le- assumes, assumes the leadership command. role. Yeah. And again, in this situation, rightly so, right, so he, he's, he's the right he's, person. Yeah. Like this guy has no idea what he's. No, doing. he doesn't. He, as we said, he's rubbish. But well, he, he's, he's a miner, and he's captain of this shuttle that goes between the two mining colonies. Yeah, transporting stuff. He's, he's not. A, he's not up to much, really, is he? But um, no, he doesn't even know to have water. <laughs> no, yeah, he doesn't have water at all, and he's th- yeah, very weird. Um, but yeah, so Picard does take control, and we see like him showing sort of survival skills. Really, like yeah. I'm going to make this arrow that yeah, points to the show which way we've gone. Yeah, and ultimately at the end, it does call back to that. So yeah. you know, we we saw the crash site and we saw the arrow, yeah. so we knew you'd gone this way, which makes sense. It does. Yeah, it's you know, it, but again, it shows the resourcefulness yeah. of Picard. Uh, that's where we'll find shade and probably yeah. water. Exactly. Staying out in the desert is not an option. Yeah, yeah. And it, it shows his um, sort of people skills as well. Like, he deals with... When they find out the guy's hiding, hiding the alcohol, he doesn't sort of push a confrontation over it, but he does take charge of it. He's like, no, give it here. It's off in medicine yeah. bag. You're not drinking any more of it because yeah. you're stupid. <laughs> this will dehydrate you even more. Yeah. But it's again. Like, well, I was off to share it. We can all get pissed, right? <laughs> yeah. Which is quite a nice thought. Yeah, I mean, you know, if if the Enterprise had been a little bit longer, Wesley might have cracked the bottle yeah. open and had a swig. But but yeah, it's again showing how how measured Picard is and how well he deals with, with different situations, different, different people. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a good bit where he sort of he briefs Wesley on it. He's like, you know, I'm out of it you're going to have to deal with him yeah. so you know it, it falls on you to make sure rein this guy in because he's going to cock it all up if you leave him get you killed if you're not careful and he, he very nearly does but um, well it's, it was because of him firing the phase of that guy yeah, yeah. had injured yeah it was and then when the they're trying to draw it away and stuff and it that doesn't work and well he gets himself cocooned at that point yeah he does yeah he, was, yeah, he probably deserved it but yeah. like Wesley's right what he says look I'm gathering data yeah. to work out how to get through it yeah not- exactly and and ultimately that does prove to be the, the right approach because Wesley does solve it by yeah. the end of it um, there's also and we'll let him off here <clears> for solving it this one's because he is the only person there. Yeah, he is the only person there. <laughs> Data would have had it sussed in a couple of minutes, to be fair, you know, but yeah. And it does show that Wesley is clever and he is resourceful yeah. and, you know, he does deserve to be in Starfleet Academy and everything. It's just the the way they overplay it yeah. in certain episodes that... Well, that's it. It, it became <laughs> too... Like you say, a Mary Sue. Yeah, he did. Right from the start. I mean, it's the the second episode, The Naked Now, isn't it? Where yeah. he, he first saves the ship. And yeah. I know it's, there's been people have written articles saying, well, if you look at it, he doesn't actually save the ship that many times. Like, It maybe it, doesn't, but it seems that way. It does seem that way. And it's always him that comes up with the idea. Yeah. And like it's, we said in like The Big Goodbye, where Geordie's like, right, Wesley, you do this. And it's like, no, that... Yeah, yeah. I'm the chief engineer, but I need this kid to I do it. I need this kid whose mum's caught in the thing, so he's probably not the best emotionally, person. Emotionally compromised. Compromised again, yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
and then Picard, he's sort of got this thing where he blames himself for getting Wesley into trouble, and he admits that, you know, it was just because I wanted to spend a bit of time with you before you went. Yeah. And it shows how far Do those it. characters have come. Oh, yeah, like, this is fourth season, sort of, after three and a yeah. half years. And there is a very sort of father-son bond between them. And I know people have speculated, like, is Picard actually Wesley's father? Nah. Which I don't think that's the case at no, all. No, not at all. And I don't think there's enough to I, suggest that like I, I, I don't think there's ever been enough like clearly to... there's always been an attraction between Beverly and Picard but I don't think there was anything acted on physical yeah certainly you know up to the point where we've seen it whether it'll no. turn out they were together in Picard I don't know <laughs> um and then Wesley sort of reciprocates all this like you know he, he, he's saying you know you really inspired me and everything yeah. and so there is a really strong kind of father son thing and it's not it's not just Picard's guilt that he inadvertently caused the death of Wesley's father no it's you know, genuine it, it, there is a bond now and there is a relationship that's developed between them independent yeah, he's, he's seen him develop over three and a half years yeah exactly and, it, and it's independent of Picard's relationship with Jack Crusher or Picard's relationship with Beverly Crusher there is something between them now and there's this whole thing of you know Wesley wanted him to be proud and he says he's always been proud of him which is a really good sort of bonding moment, I think, yeah. between the two of them. So there is some really, really good stuff. There's, there's a nice part <laughs> where uh, Picard tells him when he gets to the academy, he must look up Boothby. Yeah, he look up Boothby, and Boothby <laughs> becomes a fairly significant, yeah, he's, ma you know, minor recurring character. Yeah, but it, he's mentioned by he's mentioned a few times, and, and we see him in the first duty. I think we actually see yeah. him. And then there's a few Voyager ones where yeah, it turns up. I mean, there's that awful one where Chakotay yeah. becomes a boxer and Boothby's sort of Mick from Rocky in that. Yeah. And he's like, well, get up, Chakotay, fight this guy hard. It, it quite literally is his <coughs> Rocky. Yeah, and it's beyond awful, but... It is a bad episode. But, the, and, but Janeway mentions, like, she knew Boothby yeah. and stuff. As, so he obviously befriends people who he can see are going to be great captains. Yeah, he can see some in certain people. Or perhaps he's just really influential and he befriends people and they end up becoming captains, you know. But yeah, he's an interesting character in Star Trek yeah. mythology, is Boothby. That, yeah, all uh, oh, he is, is a groundskeeper. Yeah, but, but he's really... <laughs> but yeah, you get the sense he's always been there, yeah. and he, he probably knows everyone we've ever met yeah. who's been through Starfleet <laughs> Academy. Like, every school had like a teacher like that, didn't they, who just knew every yeah. kid's name in the... Not just the ones they taught, but <laughs> the entire school. Well, Mrs. Rowett at our school... <laughs> She, oh, I won't say too much about Mrs. Rowett in case she listens and I get sued. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it's he's, he's interesting, his Boothby. Um, in terms of the it's, uh, the wider sort of universe, like there's a couple of things um, I noticed. Like the, There's a bit where Picard goes to shake one of the mining shuttle crew's hand and they don't recognise a handshake. You know, it's they're, yeah. they're an alien, and it, that's a nice touch. Yeah, like, and like in previous, there has been parts in other episodes though, where it's been aware that the water, no, 
But then yeah. another episode, and he has done this before, he's put his hand out, and people haven't realised. Yeah, it's all it's, like, it's almost like they can't decide what, how to yeah, play Yeah, whether it. it's a universal gesture or whether it's something. No, it's like they can't decide how to play it with Picard. With Picard. Yeah. yeah, does he? Mm. Should he offer his hand every time, or should he be aware that these... Yeah, I mean, I suppose you, you would do. You'd respect whatever they do, but yeah. you'd also offer... They, like they, I mean, they do it really well in the first contact, the movie, don't they? Where he does the Vulcan signal and Zephyr and Cochran returns it, but then puts his oh, hand so, out. Yeah, and that's a really nice little sequence with it. Yeah, I'm returning your greeting, and this yeah. is our greeting. Yeah, which is really good. Um, the Sentry in the Cave. Then, I mean, we've talked about. It. What I like about it is that it it isn't like anything we've ever seen before. You know, it's something. <laughs> Well, yes, or after, that's a fair point. But it, it is something new, and it is something unique, yeah. and it is something interesting, yeah, like, which I really like. It would have been nice at some point if this had been revisited. Who there were who made this, and why? Yeah, it, it, it's just... It's a really good plot device, what they've done for the story. Yeah. But it's not explained at all. No, right? that's it. You've hit the it's... nail on the head is it is a plot device to yeah. to further the story, but there's nothing whatsoever. Yeah. But yeah, there's no reason they they couldn't have gone to another planet and found something similar and been like, "Oh, that's a bit yeah. like Or they could have even referenced something we already know about like so oh, this looks like an Iconian thing or yeah. you know, something like that just to yeah this looks like Iconian technology yeah or... just to give us a little bit of yeah, something because yeah. it it does look like it's deliberately testing them in this situation well, yeah it is it's like how do you get the water that you need yeah exactly and it's like yeah but are you intelligent enough to have the water oh you're not intelligent enough then we'll let you die yeah, but who and why is the... Yeah, who sets up a trap like that? Yeah, it's interesting. <clears throat> a few other things I did like, like they, they've obviously done some location filming for the desert bit, which I think's really appreciated that we don't just go straight to a sound stage. Yeah. I mean, we do get there with the cave, obviously, but... But it gives the episode a distinct look rather yeah, than just going on like, a sound stage with a different colour sky. Um with Hollywood it's fairly easy to go to desert places oh yeah it, it, um, but it is something still that they didn't do that often yeah and you know obviously like in the original series they had one set and they put a different <laughs> colour sky up and they moved the rocks around a bit you know and it, it, it does just give it a different flavour yeah, when does. you get to do a little bit of that and I thought the effects were great like with the badge and the asteroid field oh. like they looked really really good and you know, yeah, especially it, in the HD remasters that are on Netflix. Yeah, it's like, like I keep saying, it's before CGI, <laughs> all these were models. And I think it does show how good it can, how the filming a model holds up. Oh, it does, yeah, absolutely. It's like, look at us. Like, look at Star Wars, the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah. They still hold up, because it was great model work, and it developed rostrum <laughs> cameras for moving around. Yeah, exactly. Them. So, um, it does work really well. Yeah, and another thing that's really good in this, and again, I think I maybe I noticed it more, because this is the first time I've watched this one in the HD, is, like, the chap lips makeup effect that they have on Picard and Wesley. Yeah. And it does look really good, and it just adds to that, you know, how yeah, warm it is. Yeah. It's really, really 
a good use of makeup there, and I think maybe it didn't come across as well in the standard deaf no, versions, but I, it really sort of jumped out at me in this one. But then there are some things I didn't love in this episode, like and you know, as I said, nothing against Will Wheaton, but there's a couple of Wesley bits. Like, he has this outburst at the start that's really unprofessional, where he's like, look, if you want to get out of this alive, you need to listen to yeah. Captain Picard. <laughs> and it's just... If Alan Picard had been embarrassed by that, I'd have been like, yeah, one of my officers, and yeah. he's making a right fool of himself. And then later on, when he has a pop-in, when he says, and you were worried about how tough Captain Picard is. <laughs> you know, and it's just, oh, come on, grow up a little bit, Wesley. Um... And then there's a bit as well where Picard's injured and the the other captain guy goes to Wesley, he goes like, oh, are you going to tell him the truth? And he just says it at normal volume as if Picard won't be able to hear yeah. him. It's just ridiculous. And then it sort of is implied that Picard did hear it because that's when, uh, that's when Picard sort of pulls him aside and says you're going to have to deal with him and yeah. all this. But it's, it's just one of them... And you, you get it in a lot of TV where people talk as if... As if someone can't hear them. It, yeah, yeah, and it, it, it's... I mean, I suppose it goes back to like the tradition of doing stage whispers in plays, but stage whispers are done so the audience can hear, whereas if you're on telly, you can have the characters whispering yeah. and we can hear. But this guy doesn't, it's just yeah, it's, like... Uh... Yeah, really, just a weird one. And despite, like, the good... Um, effects and everything that I mentioned the B plot with the Enterprise is a bit neither here nor there like it's a strange one it appeared it just appeared it's got it's moving at a slow speed and you never <coughs> noticed it yeah it, it, it just, just appeared in orbit I mean again it's it's a plot device to get the Enterprise yeah. out of the way oh, yeah. so that we can have this adventure which is fine but it there's just not much to it. Like, the, there's no sense of peril. The, you know they're going to get it all sorted yeah. by the end of the episode. It's fine. It's serviceable, but it didn't really need to be there. And um, you know, I just yeah. It's like we said. It's random disaster of the week, and yeah. it's literally to put the enterprise out of the way. Yeah, exactly. So we could have the main. And main you know, it's one of these ones that episodic te- telly back then you did have to feature all of your cast every week. Whereas I imagine if something like this were done now, you would just have an episode with just Picard and Wesley. Yeah, you wouldn't have to go back. You wouldn't need to to keep jumping around. And, you know, I'm not saying one's better than the other or anything, but I I think in this episode, either give the Enterprise something really interesting to do or don't bother and just stick with where we're interested. Last thing I wanted to call out is another silly line from Wesley, he, where he's talking to Picard and he says, well, how many people can say that they served with Jean-Luc Picard? Thousands. Literally thousands, thousands. of people can say that, <laughs> Wesley. I mean, I know it's a nice sentiment and I yeah. know he meant it well, but don't be stupid. There's a thousand people on the Enterprise at least. Yeah, and then... we're not sure how many crew rotations of the, <clears throat> of the little people. No, yeah, the little people. <laughs> Um, but yeah, bit bit of a daft thing to say. Yeah, it's not his first ship either. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah, don't be daft, Wesley. <laughs> but then, as we say, Wesley's gone, and maybe I don't know. It's a bit. There isn't sort of a big send-off scene, you know, like um, 
Worf when he goes in redemption and obviously he's coming back next yeah. episode but they have this big thing where they all stand in the corridors yeah. for him and well it sort of ends don't it before we go back yeah to the exactly ship. and you know maybe it have been been nice to actually see him off or something well, but maybe, no, maybe they were just happy to get rid of well, him well maybe so it. and it's just this episode finishes he's not there next week that's <coughs> that's Wesley Crusher done yeah. barring I think three or four guest appearances yeah, just, yeah three or four and that's it. Um, anything else on this one before we move on to the drum heads? Yeah, I think we've covered it quite nicely. So the drum head then, this one's a lot more intense, I think, than yeah. Final Mission. This is a... It's one of them episodes that I always remember it being good, but every time I watch it, I'm like, no, it's really good, actually, yeah, it's this uh, one. Yeah, there's some great acting from a lot of the characters in this. Yeah, game. there is, and it's it's one of them. It is sort of a bottle episode. It's you know we we're keeping it all on the the ship. Yeah, there's and there's they're using largely existing sets. Uh, it looks like they built a new set or yeah, like redressed a set for the. Like imagine this was. Like, it's a really powerful episode, but I imagine it was a very cheap episode. Oh, yeah, I think that's what I mean. I think this is a money-saving episode. Yeah, but yeah it, there's no big effects going on. But it shows that Star Trek can be at its best when it's just a few people in a room talking to each other, yeah. and that's that's where it can really, really shine. Um, so the story's got quite a lot of twists and turns in this one, so we'll, we'll kind of go through it a little bit, but... We start off with this Klingon exchange officer who they suspect of sabotage to the... Not to the warp core itself, but to, to the, the, dilithium, the chamber. dilithium chamber. Yeah, And that ties back to when Riker went on the Klingon ship and when they had uh, Kern came over. Yeah. Uh, so this is obviously still going on. And then, you know, it starts off looking like it's going to be a Worf episode, does this? Because yeah, the, it's... You know, in the opening teaser, Worf has to escort him to security and the guy's trying to bribe him and everything. As you know, we might be able to get your, your family back yeah, in power. Yeah, I, I like how as soon as the door shuts, uh, Worf just lays Yeah, it just him. beats him <laughs> up, yeah. And yeah, Worf does tread that line, doesn't he, between doing what a Starfleet officer should do, but when he deals with Klingons, yeah, he deals, deals with, with them. Klingons. Yeah, he deals with them in a Klingon way. And I suppose it's because he knows that that's, they'll respect that's, that. That's all the respect. They don't yeah. respect the... Exactly. Um, and then Admiral Sati gets brought out of retirement to, to deal with this. Yeah, because there's, like, there's also been some uh, plans from the Enterprise stuff that have been... Yeah, that's sort of another element going on, yeah. isn't it? And they've, they've found... They've got evidence that links this Klingon guy to the plans that have been yeah. stolen. And to work out how he's done it. And yeah, and it, it appears that there's been sabotage at the same time, so yeah. it's kind of got lumped in together. And that's something that we dig into a bit more, yeah. is should we be jumping to these conclusions and everything. But Admiral Sati comes out of the retirement then to try and mediate it all. And they do, as you say, find this elaborate plan where it's he's injecting it. Yeah, he has to take an injection, so he's used that's coding the data. So, so yeah, the the data's been carried as DNA. Yeah, and which is a very nice sci-fi conceit. Yeah. and 
it it seems to be it's it seems like it would be an effective way of smuggling data yeah. cause it's, it's I a just way to inject you with something and it, it's uh, <coughs> biological and they even say like it could have been injecting people who don't even know yeah. they've been injected with it and then the recipients that we find out the Romulans presumably abduct this person somewhere or have some way of just just extracting, extracting it from like them. another injection going up to yeah them. yeah so they could just pass them in a crowd yeah. or whatever and get it so it's an interesting idea um, and there's a good bit from the Klingon as well where he talks about um, when he when he's being questioned he says the Klingons have been watered down and the Romulans are stronger and that's something that you know again we see in Discovery they were exploring that idea yeah. of you know, are we getting too tainted by the Federation and, um, you know, remain Klingon and all, all this business? And Yeah, it's shown quite a... We saw it with uh, Krug in Star Trek 3 and Chang in Star Trek 6. Yeah. And, you know, so it is something that's been threaded through Klingon mythology all the way through Star Trek. And then he admits to smuggling the data. Yeah, that he's being a spy and he's smuggled the data and he's passing to Romulans. But he's not done the sabotage, is the thing. So, Nora Sati wants to carry on the investigation to find out who the saboteur is. And that's when we bring in this Simon Tarsis character. Yeah, she starts interviewing everyone on ship. Yeah, and it, it goes from Beverly, he used to come to you for these injections, Nomi Staff used to do it and then Simon's one of the yeah one of the, the medical officers one of the several people who've done it but then she has this Betazoid guy doesn't she who says well he's lying about it's something like he's hiding something and it sort of escalates from there even though they find out that what happened with the warp call was an accident yeah and Sati at this point fixates on this idea of well there's a conspiracy <laughs> There's a conspiracy on this ship and I will get to the bottom of it. Yeah, and that's when it really develops into a witch hunt, doesn't it? Like, Which, they, Well, that's what the drumhead is. Yes, yeah. Like, Picard explains what a drumhead is and it was a military car. A military, yeah. Literally like a, held on the battlefield. The officer would make a decision there and then and execute people before yeah, they had a, a proper trial. Like, they call it a kangaroo cart as yeah, well, don't they? Yeah. But yeah, drumhead's a better name for the episode. Kangaroo wouldn't have been a, <laughs> yeah. a good one. Um, but yeah, and that and it just you know escalates and escalates from it. We're discovering the questioning. Well, to start looking into things, she discovers that Simon's grandfather was a Romulan, mm. and he's claimed to be half part Vulcan. Yeah. So and, the, and, and that's it, what that turns out that is all he was lying about. Yeah, and that's but it, she argues that well, if he's lying about that, he could be lying about, about other things, and, other things, and. Um, you know the, the yeah, like I find this quite <coughs> worrying. Like they find out this, so he's immediately lost his commission in Starfleet mm. because he's lied on his entrance exam. Yeah, or his en- entry form. I mean, it, it's not directly stated, is it? But presumably, he lied because he worried that he would be refused because, because he's got Romulan yeah. ancestry. Yeah. And it's it's an interesting idea of would the Federation refute or Starfleet rather refuse yeah, you? Refuse you based on your grandparents, and I'd, they shouldn't by yeah, everything we see of yeah, the Federation. Like, yeah, and like throughout at the end of this episode, it's like a young man has lost his career, so he's being drummed out. 
He's yeah, found it certainly appears he will be. So we get the impression that this guy has lost his career in Starfleet. He's been kicked out here. Well, yeah, I mean, and later on, you find out Dr. Bashir has done the same thing. He's lied about his... Not about his ancestry, well, but about his... the fact that he was genetically altered. Which, yeah, laws against happening. But he keeps his commission. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't seem that... Yeah, it's... Uh... <coughs> yeah, it doesn't seem that this lad should be drummed yeah. out, but that's certainly what's implied is going to happen. Well, by the end of the episode, we told that his career's really yeah, yeah. lost his career. And, you know, this gets to the point where Picard just basically wants to put a, a, stop, a stop to, to all of it. And he uses his, state, his right to make a statement to do so. And Sati sort of rips into him like she brings up his past, the Borg. Yeah, it's like, yeah, she's questioning him and it's like about the Borg and we about Borg and... And it is this thing that they did, you know, they did in witch trials where it's like, well, you're, you're defending her, so you must be a witch as well. And yeah, the once, you know, as this episode is making the point, once but, you open these floodgates, yeah, you can't well, close them again. It's like, at the start, she's enlisted Worf's help, and oh, you'll be a great asset in helping. And she turns around to Worf. What would you know? Your father was a yeah, exactly. Uh, collaborator, and this is it. She's it, it becomes clear that she's obviously she's know, looking for one more she glorious. glorious thing, but she's become unhinged. Yeah. She's she she's quite manic by the end of the episode, oh, yeah. and but the, I think what the episode's getting at is how easy it is for people oh, to yeah to for these to stumble to into it, yeah. And we get a load of good stuff for Picard in the episode. So it starts off with him. He really looks up to Satin, similar to how we talked oh, about yeah. last week with Sarek. You know, he admires her, he admires he's her father, father for everything they've done. And he's not sort of humble to work with her, but it's obviously something that means a lot to yeah. him. And he's, exp- you know, he even says to her, like, oh, now that you're here, I know we'll get it all sorted out. And yeah. You know, he's clearly expecting a lot from her. But then, straight away, though, he does stand up for his own crewman when the Betazoid guy says he's lying and he's like, well, hang on. We can't persecute him just because somebody says that he's lying about something. It, you know, we, there has to be evidence of it. Yeah, and it's... we can't just go on the intuition of someone. And there is a bit of back and forth right, with to be it. Fair, it's such- Sati does say to him, "You have a bit yeah, yeah, of counselor. How do you use her? Because yeah, and you take her advice, don't you, on the bridge?" And Picard admits that he does. Like you know, he says it's different—a counselor and a prosecutor. But, but yeah, if she told me I had to look out for someone, I would. But then he says, "And maybe that's something I should rethink." You know. Yeah. So Picard does realize to an extent that even he's got. It shows signs of prejudice and bad behaviour in this, but the key thing is that he's he's standing up for what's right. He's taking oh, yeah, the he's... right side in it all, and he, he even has to like remind the council. You know, he makes a point of saying, you know, he's innocent until proven guilty because they are carrying on as though he's he, guilty. He has done it, and. Yeah, I think Sati at one point says something like, you know, we know you're guilty, we're just here to prove what of, you know, and that's yeah. frightening. Yeah, it is, that's a, 
it's a very scary statement yeah it is and and it's unfortunately you know even in this day and age there there are still systems that work like this and you know to see it come out in in starfleet in the federation is a very frightening thing and you know luckily picard is wise to that and he says you know this is as you say a drumhead thing it's a witch hunt and he's gonna stop it and then we find out as well like the thing one of the things she throws at him is well you've broken the prime directive nine times yeah and i've not double checked it but i bet there is that is reference to nine episodes that we've seen i bet oh, it'd have to be i bet the specific examples I yeah mean, i know in the episode justice would be one of them definitely um, so there's you know yeah, we could go back and check which. Yeah, episode. I'm sure the I'm sure you can Google it. There'll be trivia books out yeah. there that list it. But it's a nice, it's nice when you get all these callbacks. Like the there's that one. There's the bit where it said Admiral Sati, um, she investigated the aliens from the episode Conspiracy. Yeah, for season. And um, we get that call out to Data's Day, the episode with the the Vulcan ambassador who turned out to be a Romulan yeah. ambassador. And um, we get reminded of. Uh, the Battle of Wolf 359 all the Borg stuff but there's also reference to well uh, we've come across evidence that uh, Klingons are working with the Romulans and that's sort of a plot that's been bubbling away this season yeah. it comes to a head in in redemption at the end of the episode and unfortunately we're not looking at uh <coughs> no, we'll, this at the moment, but no, we'll have to do a a Klingon, yeah, a Klingon mini season at some well, point yeah, we and did, look at, yeah, like we say when we got a break, yeah, between all the series that are coming, got, yeah, um, well, yeah, I'd like to look at the Klingons and do the uh, sins of the father and reunion and redemption, maybe not birthright, but yeah, so all that stuff will be good fun. But it's you know we have talked about as well how next gen didn't do full on serialization but it did have little well, it do, yeah little it, bits it, and if you look at it you do get that in season four like yeah there's like they're starting to look at the whole story and they're yeah. trying to keep to canon and call back to things that yeah like and, you've got stuff with Worf you've had sins of the father and you've had yeah. reunion so we know about Duras and he's dealing with Romulans and. We later get that episode, is it the Mind's Eye with Geordie, where the Romulans reprogram it? Yeah. And that all leads to, as I say, to uh, redemption. So it's nice that there's little little bits of it being dropped there. Um, I like the fact as well that Picard wins this situation, if you like, not by shouting and everything. He basically sits there and talks very calmly. And that's how he wins the yeah, day. Yeah, let's you know. go manic. Yeah, because she's called in the other admiral. Oh yeah, the yeah. admiral at this point, head of Starfleet security, and this guy looks at it. He's had enough. He's not. Yeah, he closes it down yeah. straight away. You know, and it, but it's it's very Picard. This sort of sums up what oh, kind yeah. of captain he is, that he can salvage a situation like this just by sitting there and talking sense. And that's really, really strong. One of his, the best sort of character traits that he shows is the ability to do that. And I think this is a really good episode for Picard's morals and Picard's character. Yeah, it is. It shows it's not into witch hunts. Yeah, and he, he does. And he's, 
like this is really dangerous if Starfleet goes down yeah, this yeah. road and that's it he's standing up for Starfleet much more than Sati is despite oh, what yeah. she might say and even at the end he's got sympathy with Worf you know Worf says well I believed her and I was taken in by it and he's like well, you know that's how these things work yeah and we, we need to be vigilant for them. But he doesn't... But being vigilant for them is going can go, lead down the same thing. Yes, it? it can. And it's a very really dangerous... You know, and it, he doesn't judge Worf for being taken in by yeah. it. He's just, you know, that's what we've got to look for. It's a really, really strong episode for him. And there's some other great stuff, like wider universe stuff. Like There's the bit... Uh, you know the episode does set its cards out quite early really like you've got the the Klingon says you're accusing me because I'm Klingon and that is sort of alluding to what we're going to get into yeah. is can we accuse this guy just because he's part Romulan and you know at the, the start they say no we're not you know we've got a Klingon chief of security that's nothing to do with it but then we see the other side of it later on, and that the Romulan yeah. thing has everything to do with yeah. it. For yeah, I, I feel so for Simon in all this. I do, yeah. Like, he's lost his job and his career. And it's literally because sh- of who his granddad was. Yeah, and it, it's a shame that for him that the Federation doesn't have any money because he'd have had some loads of oh, compo yeah. for this. <laughs> you know, if this had been in modern day America, he'd have had yeah. all sorts of compo paid out to yeah, him. Yeah, I'm, I'm still like. <clears throat> It still bugs me about this episode, actually. Because Picard does clearly say a young man has lost his career, which means yeah. that Simon has lost his job. Is that what You'd think Picard would fight for him to keep yeah. him on the crew and just say, look, he was a young man, he made a mistake. <laughs> and he can't help who his granddad was. He's, a, he's been an exemplary officer. Exactly, yeah. And he's a, I get, he's a non-commissioned officer, isn't he, as well? Because they say, like, didn't you want to go to the academy? And he was like, no, I just want to get out there yeah. and everything. So he's similar to what O'Brien is really yeah. in terms of you know we, when we don't see characters often who who come to Starfleet that way O'Brien thinks yeah. the only other one I can yeah. think of so he's that's a nice little touch but but yeah I would have liked to have seen something yeah, even if it's just Picard saying I will fight this and yeah. we'll see what we can do yeah, and okay, it ended where a young man nearly lost his career. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think they probably would. If he kicked off about it, you would think they would yeah. put him back in. But as you say, the episode doesn't give us anything to to say there. And we don't say anything about it. No, again, he's never so mentioned again. All so. we can go in is what happened. Is that yeah, he lost his job because of who his granddad was. Yeah, which is a very dangerous. It is. I mean, it, it isn't something you would expect from the Federation, yeah. from Starfleet. It's yeah, very and Picard even he mentions the seventh guarantee, which he seems to think would protect Simon from this sort of thing it's just one of them where it's a throwaway thing and we never get an explanation of what it is Uh, I'm I'm sure if you look on Memory Alpha Memory Alpha might have something or Memory Beta maybe where it's got all the non-canon stuff might have something Um, but yeah I mean I think this is a a really really good episode Um, so is there anything else you want to pick out of this one? No I think we've We've got it nicely covered, haven't we? Like, yeah, it's it's one that it surprised me again watching it this time. Sit, yeah, I, it's it's <coughs> another one of those that's not in my top ten, 
No, but it probably deserves a place there, it, it, really. It probably does deserve being a lot higher now of rewatching. Because uh, when you think about like your episodes that epitomise like Star Trek ideals and stuff, you think of Measure of a Man yeah. and things like that. But well, this is another one of it, them. It is. It's up there with them, definitely. And, and there was another highlight I wanted to pick out, which, as we record this episode, it's the day of the general election in Great Britain. And Picard says... She or someone like her will always be with us, waiting for the right climate in which to flourish, spreading fear in the name of righteousness. And that seems very, very relevant in (laughs) the current political climate that we live in. And, um, you know, it's it's a shame, really, that we've not taken on the ideals. I mean, what was this, nearly 30 years ago, this episode now? Yeah, well, how long have we since that? 63 years? Yeah, Star Trek and started you know, and the you know Picard's like words. Years. Picard's words there are borne out because you see people who are like that every single day, oh, yeah. and particularly with um, you know I don't want to get too political, but you know with fake news and things like that and alternative facts yeah, and you know that is the modern equivalent. You know, yeah. well, I don't need to prove I did something. You need to prove I didn't, or whatever, you know, and I'll provide you with facts that show I did it, even though there's facts that show I didn't. And it, yeah, it's like, you know, it, it is frightening, and it is the sort of thing we need to be vigilant for. But um, I, I guess by the time this goes out, we'll find out whether our country's managed to. <laughs> Yeah. to come down on the right side of it but we won't get too bogged up with that no, just for the time being on, on the... no so um, if you want to get in touch with us we're at RetrekPod on Twitter we're RetrekPod at gmail.com if you want to send us an email and if you want to join us on Facebook put in Retrek in your search engine you'll find us there we'll be back with more of Next Gen next week Uh, But for now, thanks for trekking with us this time, and we'll see you next time on The Retrek. Thank you. Bye-bye.